Stopping border wall construction was central to President Biden's campaign, but now the wall will expand. The laws waived under the Biden administration and why the president says he has no choice. Rain now pulling out of the area, but a second cold front is approaching. Your first warning forecast is coming up. And schools adding a class option to subtract equity concerns. The impact it's had on Texas schools. Well, we're learning more this evening about the efforts from the White House and Homeland Security to add a new section to the border wall in South Texas. The new construction comes as the surge of migrants illegally entering the U.S. continues at record pace. Thanks so much for joining us at 5. I'm Daniel Marin. And I'm Britt Moreno. Now, the president says the wall is not an answer to problems along the border, even though his administration is working to build more of that wall. Jay Gray has a closer look at the situation. Like so many who crossed the Rio Grande, the move announced by Homeland Security came overnight. The Biden administration waiving 26 federal laws, clearing a legislative and budgeting path to build a new section of border wall in South Texas. The decision comes as the border crisis continues at a record pace. Last month, there were more than 200,000 illegal crossings at the southern border. The surge of migrants stretching resources to their limits in cities across the country, including New York, nearly 2,000 miles away. Our clinics are full and there are waiting lists and people are turning people away or referring them to other places. The initial wall was built by and a policy cornerstone of the Trump administration. The new project calls for about 20 additional miles of that barrier. The political implications, though, could stretch much further. It looks like this is a promise broken. Uh, there's no easy way to describe this other than a flip-flop from President Biden. The former HUD secretary and fellow Democrat referring to this campaign promise from then-candidate Joe Biden. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. The president now saying he had no choice. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. As crowds and questions continue to build along the border. Jay Gray, NBC News. And tonight, the White House reiterating the money to pay for the project comes from appropriated funds earmarked specifically for physical border barriers and that the administration was under a deadline to use them. And going in depth on this, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson says he is going to visit the southern border after 22 more buses of asylum seekers arrived in the Windy City yesterday. Chicago city officials are struggling to house these people. One resident says that he hopes Chicago freezes its status as a sanctuary city, a label that has led Texas Governor Greg Abbott to send buses of migrants to Chicago and other cities. Also, New York City Mayor uh, Eric Adams, he is traveling to Latin America this week to discourage people from seeking asylum in NYC, with hundreds of people still arriving daily there. Tonight, heartache in Hayes County. The Hayes County Sheriff's Office says a 15-year-old died from a suspected fentanyl poisoning on Monday. Hayes CISD confirmed with us that it was one of their students. Hayes County officials are waiting to get the toxicology report back. On KXAN News at 6, we look into what this means for the district after six of their students died from fentanyl last year. 
first warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. After some really wonderful widespread rain and thunderstorms this morning, the rain is gone, but it's still cloudy, and boy is it cool. Sure, it's a little humid, but we're below 80 degrees right now in Westlake on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam. Some ominous clouds, but the rain I think is over with. Notice on the long 12-hour radar loop, a huge complex of storms all across the area before dawn. That rain slowly wrapped up this afternoon. Record daily rainfall for October 5th at the airport. We have never before seen so much rain on today's date. 1.74 inches in a day, beating the old record of one inch today back in 1960. No records at uh, Camp Mabry, but this was our heaviest one day total since May 13th, almost five months ago. We still got a ways to go, though. 10 inches behind normal for the year, even including that rain. Coming up, not a lot of rain coming, but we've got another cold front on the way. I'll show you when the temperatures and humidity drop for the nicest weekends that we've seen in months. David, thank you so much. Flights are on time at the airport this evening, but this morning there were major delays getting there. During the morning rain, a deadly rollover crash happened on Highway 71 right by the Austin Airport, holding up drivers. KXN traffic anchor Erica Brennis spoke with frustrated drivers about the time they spent in traffic trying to leave the airport. 71 is stopped as far as the eye can see. It's it's an ugly mess. As KXAN today kicked off our morning storm coverage, the delay started piling up on Highway 71 by the airport. At 4.45 a.m., a deadly rollover crash on westbound 71 near Brant Road forced emergency officials to shut down the highway. Traffic in both directions became an issue for miles and all the alternate routes became parking lots. This is what it looked like for drivers trying to leave the airport. And one thing that's notable too about this is that the crash um, impacted traffic into those morning rush hour times, as well as Thursday morning airport time. So Thursday mornings, Friday mornings, those are always some of our busiest times of the week. So it was really just the, that combination of factors with the rain, the time of day, and the time of week for at the, us at the airport for this to have this kind of significant impact on travelers. This isn't the first time a crash on Highway 71 by the airport has created a traffic issue for Austin airport travelers. We're not quite ready to start talking through lessons learned because the event is still ongoing and it's still happening right now. But what we will do is once we resume normal operations, we sit down at the table with Austin Police Department, all of our partners and look through what worked well and where are those opportunities to improve. For travelers coming in from the west side of the airport, most made their flights, but coming in from the east side, that was a different story. It was a little nerve-wracking, but I'm more concerned about my daughter and her husband coming in from Bryan. We just had good timing, I guess, because we were headed eastbound instead of westbound. In Austin, Erica Brennis, KXAN News. And back in 2020, a young man killed two people in a crash on SH-71 near the airport. Joseph Diaz, who was 21 at the time, was weaving in and out of traffic when he hit a car, killing the driver and the passenger. Police say Diaz told them he was going 70 to 80 miles per hour in a rental car he needed to drop off, fearing he would miss his flights. But investigators say Diaz told staff at the hospital he was actually going 100 miles per hour. Diaz took a plea deal in 2021. A weight loss drug could impact what you buy at the grocery store. Just how many people could be taking Ozempic by the next decade? Plus concerns of a bug infestation in Paris ahead of the Summer Olympics. And a local band underwater. Literally how their equipment got submerged and a community effort to help replace it. 
Food companies are starting to take another look at consumer buying trends after a Morgan Stanley study found more people will be taking Ozempic and similar weight loss drugs in the years to come. The Wall Street Journal reports the study predicts 24 million people, or nearly 7% of the U.S. population, will be taking these kinds of medications by 2035. Now, the drugs suppress appetites, and the journal says one patient told them her family's grocery bills have dropped. Others say they crave salty and sweet snacks less, which could affect the companies that make them. The study also found patients gravitate toward higher quality foods, along with snacks labeled portion control, also protein and nutritional shakes. Ahead on NBC Nightly News, the city of light, now the city of bite. Paris is battling a bed bug problem. Take a look, you see here next to the blue gloves, those are bed bugs. Paris is dealing with a plague of the insects with reports of bugs and their bites on the metro, at the movies, and in public spaces. Cleanup crews are working overtime to find and kill the bugs, and it's happening just 10 months before Paris hosts the Summer Olympics. Tonight, NBC News is in Paris with an American who shares her bed bug experience. Well, a new state law taking effect after some progress in Central Texas schools. We'll tell you how it's working to make math a little bit more equal. Everybody got in on the rain over the last 24 hours with the most common amounts between one and two inches. I'll show you some of the heaviest totals here coming up in just a moment. Some of them, though, in the hill country. So happy to say that Lake Travis is up two inches. Still got 36 feet to go. Your forecast after this. There's a new state law requiring all middle school students who test in a certain percentile to automatically be put in advanced math classes. Now the goal, eliminating the equity gap. Our multicultural reporter Jayla Washington reports it's already made an impact on Central Texas school districts. The energy is unmatched in Mr. Kevin Taylor's eighth grade pre-algebra advanced math class. Why are you guys in advanced math as eighth graders? And just shout out your answers. Regular math is boring. This class perhaps a bit more diverse than a few years ago after some central Texas school districts like Hay CISD changed their policies. So their local policy shifted from teacher recommendation, counselor recommendation, or using STAR, a cutoff score, to looking at top 40% quintile of students' wow. performance okay. and then automatically enrolling them in advanced math in sixth grade. A group called Education Equals Economics, or E3, for years has been pushing for getting all qualified students into math classes aligned with their test scores. This change set out to benefit students like Madden McEmory, who is now in his third year of advanced math classes. I like, I just like to use my brain and always be challenged, and I just like to keep track of my grades, and I don't like stuff to be easy. And when we looked at the data, what we saw were huge disparities between those students that were taking Algebra 1 from our Asian and white peers to our black and Latino peers. Now a new law requires all Texas school districts to use this policy, modeled after the pilot program right here in Central Texas. In fact, E3 says over the past three years, already the equity gap between black, Latino, and white students closed about 91%. And teachers like Mr. Taylor plan to continue encouraging students always to reach their full potential. I believe that every student is capable, and so I think a big part of our job is convincing them. Jayla Washington, KXAN News.
And parents can choose to opt their students out of this new policy if, for whatever reason, they don't think advanced math is for their child. Seven districts in Central Texas helped shape the pilot program. The rest of the state will now follow. Going in depth, earlier this year, a school district in Michigan voted to get rid of honors math for some middle school students. Students can resume the separate honors track in eighth grade, however. The district told our NBC affiliate station there that the decision was a structural change that was based on research. and that that will prepare all students for advanced math in high school. Many parents, however, disagreed, saying forcing advanced students into the same class as students who struggle in that subject is a recipe for failure. All right, let's check in with David now because it is beautiful out there after oh, that rain. Yes, Temperatures in the 70s. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but it woke me up this morning about yes. 4 o'clock. Yeah, same. 5 o'clock, loud thunder. Look at some of these rain totals that we enjoyed. One to two inches in many areas, but some of us almost got four. 3.90 inches, actually right where our model last night predicted it, if you were watching us at 10 p.m., near Marble Falls, close to Kingsland, also flowing into the Highland Lakes, where we like to see it, 3.45 inches, even southwest Austin and Dripping Springs, between 2.5 and, and 3 inches. Find your totals anytime on KXAN.com. Wonderful to have a kind of cooler day under cloudy skies. We have a little clearing trying to work our way from the northern hill country, but this moisture overrunning the cool air at the surface, it's going to keep a lot of that clearing from actually materializing right away. So cloudy skies right now. This is kind of the way we stay through sunset. 77 degrees on the Austonian weather cam. That's almost 20 degrees cooler than 24 hours ago. Look at this wonderful temperature drop, and this is only the first of two that are on the way. Let me explain. The cold front that brought the morning storms, it is way off the Texas coast now. We have dry and mild weather behind it tomorrow. But then another cold front, this one with no moisture to work with, so no rain along with it. But this actually has some really cool air bottled up behind it. We're in the 70s and 80s behind this first one. But how about this? 60 up in Fargo and Minneapolis, 54 in Montana. This cool air has no humidity with it, and that's going to be what we're living and breathing this week. Weekend right here in Texas. The muggy meter, it's still higher than I would like it personally behind a cold front this morning. This oppressive humidity, though, really starts to drop tomorrow, and this weekend, the humidity bottoms out. Let me focus on the temperature drop because we don't have any rain with that next front. Here we are this evening, temperatures overnight dropping below 70 degrees in many areas, but not terribly cool yet. Tomorrow afternoon, same story. It's a warm day with dry weather and a little bit less humidity than today. Mid-80s, though, that's not bad compared to recently. Here we go, though. The dry, rain-free cold front comes through early, early Saturday morning. By the time you wake up, some of us in town are seeing the 50s for the first time in five months. And Saturday afternoon, breezy north winds, the humidity is erased, and room temperature highs in the 70s. It's going to feel wonderful. The bottom line is ACL weekend one and maybe two. We'll talk about that in a minute. Hard to beat. Dry weather, no chance of rain. 80s on the first day, but 70s. Saturday and Sunday. Maybe you're ditching the crowds there and heading up to the Cotton Bowl for another big event this weekend. Texas-Oklahoma game. Boy, it's going to be a wonderful fall game up there. 62 in the morning. You might need a light jacket at the tailgate early in Dallas. Tonight's forecast, mostly cloudy, still a little humid with a light north wind. Low temperatures down to 69, actually still warmer than normal. Tomorrow, 86 under a mix of sun and clouds. The humidity starts to drop, but really when it feels wonderful, that's when we wake up on Saturday. Low temperatures in Austin, some of the first 50s since May 1st, 53 on Sunday morning. Be sure to get outside this weekend. You're going to love it.
Next week, we do have a little chance of rain and some hotter weather returning. Temperatures edging close to 90 by Wednesday, but another cold front brings us some storms next Thursday. And I know we can't quite see that far yet, but we do have some really wonderful indications that behind that front, we may get an ACL weekend too, just as nice as the first. All right, David, thank you very much. Austinites have raised thousands of dollars to help a local Latin music group after many of their instruments were damaged or destroyed during a lake performance. The Texas Rowing Center has hosted its Latino Moonlight Serenade series for years. It features local acts performing on the water to crowds of canoers, kayakers, and paddleboarders. Well, last week, the performance barge toppled over after some of the dancers all got off on the same side. And that damaged the equipment of the group, the Latin Dukes. They're very well loved by our uh, the paddling community and, and in the Austin community uh, at large. And so I, I believe that, but I think they're probably very surprised at the amount of support that they've received from the public. Well, more than $4,000 has already been raised to get the Latin Duke some new gear. Digital reporter Kelsey Thompson has the changes being made to make sure this doesn't happen again online in this story at KXAN.com. Looks pretty out there. Well, the people responsible for the shooting at Morgan State University still on the run. The video police are combing through to try and find them. up on News Nation. Representative Nancy Mace surprised her peers by voting out Kevin McCarthy. Now she's facing backlash. She explains her decision to Leland and her plans for the Republican Party on balance tonight. Then, two months later and still no arrest in Rachel Morin's murder, her brother and the family's attorney joined Dan to discuss their frustrations with the struggle to find a suspect. Tonight on Dan Abrams Live, only on News Nation. Right now, the study into some popular drugs being used for weight loss and the potential stomach issues linked to their use, what you should know. Plus, we're in Paris as it confronts a bed bug crisis. Ahead on Nightly News. Police in Baltimore have released video of persons of interest in Tuesday's shooting spree on the campus of Morgan State University. It left five people injured. Now, police believe at least two or possibly more people were involved. They think this started as a fight between two small groups during a homecoming event. Officials also say it appears all of the shots missed the intended target, instead hitting five innocent bystanders. All of those victims are expected to be okay. Well, a monkey on the lamb. It went missing in Indiana, but the monkey has been found nearly a day later. It's not from the zoo, though. It was someone's pet. Momo, the Patas monkey, got out of its owner's backyard yesterday afternoon. After getting calls about the monkey hurting some people, police and animal control officials helped search throughout the night, still with no luck. But today, Momo was spotted running through yards in Indianapolis. Momo's owner says the monkey came right to him when he showed him his little toy and blanket. Patas monkeys are commonly found in the grasslands of Africa, and they're known as the fastest primate on land, capable of running over 30 miles per hour. Yikes. <laughs> well, don't forget, you can always get your late night news an hour earlier with KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. Here's where to find us. Stick with us right here for KXAN News at 10, and here's what's before us. It's Law & Order Special Victims Unit at 7, followed by a repeat of the series premiere of Found at 8. It's an all-new Dateline, NBC at 9. Here's a preview. This is a story about a teen with a plan to run away, a forbidden love, and a mother desperate to find her daughter. This mystery would go on for years and years. Would this mother finally get justice for her daughter? 
tonight on dateline.